Good morning again. I am here at Bioneers by the Bay with Plum Prim, who is the director of Cambodian Living Arts, and also with John Burt, who is the co-founder of Cambodian Living Arts. And so um, I think I'll speak to you first, Plum. Could you tell us what Cambodian Living Arts is and is about? So, hi, it's nice to meet you. Um, Cambodian Living Arts is an organization based in Cambodia, supporting performing arts uh, masters who have been uh, able to live uh, uh, through uh, the war, the Khmer Rouge war, and now survivors of the Khmer Rouge wars, and uh, helping them to be able to pass to the new generation uh, the skills that they have. We have also a training program with the masters and students. We have 15 classes around the country and supporting 200 students all around Cambodia uh, about doing a form, different form of performing arts, uh, music, uh, dance, and theater. So Cambodian Living Arts uh, has a, it's a 10 years old organization and our vision is uh, to support uh, Cambodia arts and culture for uh, the for the for Cambodia to be known around the world for its arts and the culture and not for the killing field absolutely I will turn to John Burt and uh, ask you what has been uh, your adventure in being the co-founder of Cambodia Living Arts well, I was born here in the United States um, and in the 1980s, as most people know, many, many Cambodian refugees came to the U.S. Uh, to seek uh, political asylum and to be re, um, uh, reorganized after the trauma of, the, of their war um, for so many years. And so I, in New York City, uh, met a young man, Arnshorn Pond, um, who's a Cambodian um, refugee and was a child soldier and, and got through the refugee camps and came here as an orphan um, in the 1980s. And he and I became uh, very close and very connected over the years and, and um, he eventually uh, was able to persuade me to go back to Cambodia with him, uh, with a film crew and with a theater company to um, begin harvesting and nurturing the stories of um, survivor, surviving artists on the ground in, in Cambodia. So in 1996 we did that and it was, became very, very clear to him and to me that the um, elder artists in particular who held some of the, the keys to the traditions um, to the culture were being uh, essentially forgotten and had no place to work, no place to pass on these oral traditions, which of course are at the root of of the identity of an entire nation. So a group of uh, American supporters went with Arn to and me to start this program. And essentially for the first three or four years we were simply doing triage work 
as we would in an emergency room, uh, where we were simply trying to, to capture the, the, those elder artists who were not going to live long enough to pass on their traditions and set up classes so that they could do that. That then actually emerged into a much larger enterprise with a much larger vision and an audacious vision <laughs> in a certain way of saying, you know, this is, you know, we believe that the, that, the, that the country actually can rise up, that the arts really are the signature of, of this country and pro probably every cultural identity right. in a certain way, and that this is one of the ways in which the country can really re-identify itself and re-position itself uh, in, the, in, in the world and on the world stage. It's been an amazing, as a, as a creator myself, as a, as a theatrical producer, as someone who has been inspired by the works of these people, um, it is it singularly has informed much of my creative work over the last 10 or 15 years. Um, and partly because it's been listening to voices that otherwise could have been lost and finding a cultural context within which those voices could be um, fully, fully heard. We most recently produced a Cambodian-American opera that premiered in Phnom Penh, which uh, Pluen was my um, director of all of the marketing and, and PR and is my head of my ground team in Cambodia. And it was one of the largest cultural events in Cambodia since the 1960s, where reaching, reaching many thousands of people and then being um, actually broadcast on television in Cambodia. That tells the story of the uh, the challenge of of the Cambodia's faced of Cambodian Americans, Cambodian Westerners returning and trying to re-identify with their origin, their original culture, um, and told in a very interesting way, which we can talk a little bit another time about, is that we chose um, to marry Western rock and roll music with ancient traditional um, Cambodian Khmer music. Um, so as a symbol of these two, of the two worlds, both coming into collision with one another, but also coming in to find a way to dance together. This is really remarkable. Uh, it makes me happy to hear this. And um, could you speak about the um, arts that you are nurturing in Cambodia, which different arts are you nurturing? Um, yeah, first thing that we have to know is uh, Cambodia has a oral uh, arts, so it's orally passed from generation to generation, and so most of the tradition is 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 all around. Uh, there's a lot of tradition around a religious belief also, uh, musics uh, and dance are very linked to a religious uh, um, ceremony that we have, weddings, a funeral. Uh, so uh, there's a, uh, the tradition it has been built up through religion and uh, now it's, uh, it's, being, it's being lost because of the war, uh, the Khmer Rouge war, and, and so uh, it's, it's quite difficult now to try to revive all the traditional ones because there was a loss of uh, an entire generation of people who had the knowledge uh, about the performing arts. So, um, it's music, dance? Oh, yes, so it's, yeah, it's, a lot, it's music, traditional music. Uh, we have also dance, uh, classical dance and folk dance, uh, and we have a lot of thea theater uh, 
that we call the yike or the the, the basak. So there's there's many form of, of traditional performing arts. It would be interesting Please. just to note that Pluin's um, work before he came to Cambodian Living Arts was spending 10 years as a deputy director of an organ another uh, European NGO called Artisan Dunkor, which was designed in a similar way to revive the traditional crafts of Cambodia. So having worked with the craft uh, creators and creating craft co-ops um, all over the country, he brings so much of his experience to now the performing arts as really, really creating a unity between really all the, the, the tactile and um, visual and performing arts as being unified under probably what eventually I would imagine under his leadership would grow into a national arts, arts council that would really support really all the living arts of Cambodia. So tell us about your projects for the coming year. Oh, there's a lot. So I'm, you know, I'm, uh, when can I start? Uh, now. <laughs> now. <laughs> so I'm now in the States for five weeks uh, visiting all our donors because uh, most of the funds are from uh, mostly American individual donors. Uh, so I started in New York uh, and now uh, working here, came to Marion Institute because Cambodian Living Arts has now become the new project of Marion Institute uh, and we're very proud of it and it's the first time I come to Bioneer uh, and very excited to see how uh, we can connect to changes and and I would, you know, I'm very inspired about about all these conferences and people who have come to talk about what their experience and what they are doing. And now I will be back in Cambodia in three weeks more uh, to work on strategizing about how we could possibly develop uh, the living arts on a broader, broader vision uh, of what we want to do. And I think I was really inspired by you know one of these uh, notes that was written in in the um, in the in the screen about uh, one candle can light a, a thousand a thousand candle without shortening, uh, and that quote really inspired me to work on the ground in Cambodia to to help revival all these performing arts and and to bring to bring Cambodia and to help developing Cambodia society. So. Um Thousands of candles in Cambodia hopefully. are being lit yes. again. Yes, hopefully. John, would you like to add something? One of the things that's been so inspiring for me um, working over these last 12, 15 years um, on this project is that it's so, um, uh, it's, it's like a magnet. All of the artists that I work with around the world, what they want to do most is to come to Cambodia and stand in alliance and stand in solidarity with, with the emerging artists of mm -hmm. Cambodia. And I think Cambodia is a symbol of many, many countries that have um, experienced such a profound loss, but that have this extraordinary resilience and the possibility of rebuilding um, themselves because of the loss that they experience and the loss that we would wish on no one. But what was what's so powerful is watching this sort of tenacious and creative spirit that emerges so quickly from the ashes of any kind of destructive situation and that we begin to see um, a country who can begin to imagine itself 
you can imagine a future when your future has been taken away from you. You to be able to actually go through the practice, which is really what the arts are about. It's about standing in the unknown and, and making up a world that we could imagine that we would love to share with our, with our future generations. Would you like to say something more? Um, um, yes, I think, uh, uh, you know, if, if, if people who hear about, about this and this project, Cambodian Living Arts, I think if uh, one day you want to come, uh, just look on our website, which is www.cambodianlivingarts.org, and see what we are doing. And if you are inspired, please, uh, you are welcome to Cambodia to come to support us. Thank you very, very much, both of you.